Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's <laughs> 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me are my partner in crime, Lon and Mariam. Hey, everybody. And guys, I know we've been asking folks to give us five-star ratings on Apple, iTunes, and Google, but if we all follow Asuelu's philosophy, God will make a way. So stop <laughs> scrolling your eyes. That's awesome. <laughs> stop scrolling I mean... Nadia, you could have totally seen the expression on my face right now, but my camera's off because I just spent about $10,000 on it, changing it and fixing it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm, just, I'm getting over all that. <laughs> um, just wanted to let you all know I'm selling my love for $1,000. Discount pricing for y'all because I love y'all so much. Uh, $1,000 will do it for y'all. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into it. Let's talk about Andre and Libby from Happily Ever After. Why do you guys think of the questions that Andre has been getting from Libby's brother and father? Do you think that it was out of line? Do you think that it's also too late to ask those questions because they're already married? Everything Nadia just said, I totally agree with it. The, the thing I kept asking myself when I was watching this was, how does Libby's brother expect Andre's family to answer these questions? I mean, like with just one look at somebody, you just know that, hey, like, dude, don't say nothing. Like, I'm sure Andre just looked at his friend or his brother or whoever was sitting across the table and was like, dude, you're not going to tell this guy nothing. And that's it. Nothing's going to come out, out of that table. But they continue to ask these questions and they just come across dumb. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. That, that's kind of yep. what I, I saw the whole time. Right. Yeah, it's um, with the whole new wave of Karens and Kevin videos, like they did seem like those typical like Kevins or uh, the way I got it was the Americans that showed up to kind of just like shit on everybody's parade, you know, like they're yeah. being really rude. And, you know, part of it makes me wonder if they're just doing this for TV. They know that this will make the most noise right? This will get people talking. This will get them the infamy. This will get them, I don't know if they get paid more because of it, because of the screen time, but this is what will get them more publicity. And that's kind of where I think this is coming from because it's just really rude to bring Mm -hmm. this up at dinner. And then I'm also, it made me step back and now I'm starting to to see this formula where 90 Day Fiance is, is starting to become this thing where let's make every meal as uncomfortable as possible. If you noticed, everyone is sitting down either at a lunch or a dinner. And this is where the drama is happening at the dinner table or at lunch. Like, let's just try to make, especially with family members around. So I'm just starting to see that now. And this has probably been going on for a while and I just kind of caught onto it. And I'm just like, okay, like, is there a reason this is happening now? But in this case, these are legit questions. I just think there's a time and a place for it. And this isn't it, right? At, a fa- at the mm-hmm. family dinner, with the wedding. And you can see that they're answering, his relatives are answering their questions as best they can to try to paint him in a, in a positive light. And they're just, not, they're just not like happy with it. And they just keep going and going. And 
obviously we're going to see that it's going to blow up and, and cause a fight, right? So a couple of questions for you guys. Do you think that Andre has something to hide? And also, do you think there was some sort of editing done by TLC where they all got really drunk on vodka and then that's when things get heated up? Because I think we talked about how like in last week's episode, you know, Jess was all fired up as well, right? And Mariam, you mentioned that, well, you know, they might have had like a couple of drinks in them and, you know, and it looked like the dinner was already done by the time they started those conversations. So what do you guys think? So I definitely think there's like an alcohol factor in there to answer your other question about did Andre do something shady? Absolutely. If he didn't like all his stories would like, you know, make sense and reconcile, you know what I mean? Nothing makes sense. There's a reason why he went to Ireland. I don't think it's kind of what Libby's family is making it out to be like, Oh, you went to Ireland to get a little bit closer physically to the U S I thought that was just like the dumbest shit I've ever heard, honestly. But I do think that he left Moldova because he needed to escape something from there. Uh, I don't know if Ireland would have been like my first choice, but maybe compared to Moldova, it's like, you know, I don't know, a step up. It would seem to be. But I definitely think that TLC makes the alcohol flow, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when I actually did notice the whole alcohol factor was the whole Tom and Darcy in England season. Like, they drank so much, And it was just like one after another. And then Darcy was just like belligerent, crying, happy. Just, you know what I mean? Just like, what is going on, woman? It's it's the alcohol. Blame it on the goose, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, he definitely has a past. And if I had a past, I would also be reluctant to share it, you know, with, with everybody at the dinner table or with her father um, and her brother. I'm with you there, Miriam. I don't think it's what they're painting it out to be. I think he, he and Libby definitely like fell in love and had fun. And, you know, they just decided to follow it and see where it went. I don't think there was this motive where, Oh, I'm going to go to Ireland. I'm going to meet this American girl and, you know, I'm going to get a green card. I'm using her for this green card. I don't think that was it at all. And with the, uh, with the alcohol flowing, I definitely think it was involved. But I also think there's this level of machismo and alpha maleness uh, that's coming across with her father, uh, her brother, and him. We already know that he's a strong presence all by himself. He's brash. He's coming off really arrogant, um, chauvinistic. And then you've got the the brother and the father there who are also probably tired of his shit and tired of seeing him be this way with his wife or their, you know, sister and and daughter. And then all of a sudden this, this alpha maleness like comes up, comes out and they start butting heads. So I also kind of see that. And that's the only way I could also see why they're challenging each other to a fight in the middle of a dinner, right? Oh, let's go fight about it. Let's go, let's go outside. Meet me outside. Say that in front of my, yeah, I mean, and it, 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 it yeah. turned into that, right? So then, they, you know, there's that, what is it? Chest bumping and all that stuff. So we'll see. I, I attribute it to a lot of that too. And, and if you check the socials, apparently her brother also 
is a felon or something like that. So <laughs> yeah. he's over he's here. What's, all, what's up with this? What are you trying to hide from us? Dude, <laughs> you're throwing stones from a glass house. Like Exactly. You know? Well, you know, it takes one to know one. You know That's what I mean? true. Exactly. Right. Like, right. you know, you're, you're clearly no criminal, like if you are one, like, you, you yeah. know, all his moves and stuff. So as you said, Lon, like he needs to just STFU. What I really hate about Andre in this the last episode was was how he kept telling Libby like say something to your brother say something to say something I don't, do you guys mm. catch that I thought yeah. that was like just such a pussy ass move yeah, yeah Again, putting her in the part, spot like that yeah like Not that's cool. kind of rude yeah exactly what like what do you expect her to do oh my god like don't say that about Andre that's yeah. my husband like I mean come on dude like man to man you know um i forgot what movie but it was like dick to dick you know what i mean like just deal with your shit directly why do you gotta get libby involved yeah on the other side of that coin though on the other side of that coin um i have seen some of our followers comment that she's not standing up for her man and -hmm. that she always Mm -hmm. lets her family bully him and stuff so there are also ladies out there who agree that libby might be not as supportive as she should be so that's a tough place to be ladies yeah. i get yeah. it like that's a tough place to be and, and you know libby's been there since the beginning you know uh she doesn't want to choose sides she loves both her family and her her husband i wouldn't put anybody in that position like that's not me to say you're gonna have to choose right one Maybe. i don't like ultimatums and then two that's just not i don't know for it's not my place to say choose between your family or me like yeah. somebody you haven't known your entire life, you know, mm-hmm. and who's always going to have your back as your family. Like, that's just not a position you want to be with. Libby it's- does come across as very passive. And I think that's why she ends up with someone who is domineering like Andre. Mm. And as much as I <laughs> feel bad that she was put on the spot like that, I also feel like it's kind of expected because she's always been taking shit from both sides. So mm. naturally, she is going to be stuck in the middle. And I guess and in a way, I do feel bad. Too, right? She said, I'm not gonna, I don't want to be in the middle of this. Like she said, I'm yeah. not about to choose between y'all two. So. Yeah, and she's also kind of, you know, like seesawing between like, should we get married the second time? Should we not? In last week's episode, she actually said like, well, I I don't care. I don't want to get married the second time. It's your decision. So it's almost like she's not firm enough to say no to him. And I think that's why he gets to, you know, dig into her and push her, you know, like in any, you know, direction he wants to. But yeah, I mean, Miriam, you're right about takes one to no one because Libby's families, most of them, including her father, all have mugshots and they're all out there. <laughs> including her webs. father? Are you kidding? Yeah, her father was I charged with like... fraud. <laughs> and he has I a mugshot. Oh, wait, I did see that story. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I, yeah, we, I did see that story. But he I he like has, remind- I guess his family owns houses and they yeah. do this he's weird a, He's a property thing. manager or renter or yes. something. And I think okay, he I was charged that. with a fraud. That. That's crazy. So I'd yeah. like to remind you guys that they, do, they, they are from Florida. Exactly. So I think that that is just part of, you know, that culture. Say less. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Disclaimer, no offense to our listeners if you come from Florida. We love you. We still love you. (laughs) I just want to close this out by saying I think Libby recently celebrated her 30th birthday and it looks like she's all 
happy and dandy with Andre. So I'm kind of glad that they're still together. So which also means this might be fake. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so what can I say? The devil works hard, but Debbie works harder. Oh my oh. goodness. Man, it's like the freaking Debbie show. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Debbie is one heck of an instigator, isn't she? I mean, she definitely has a mission and she's all out to get Jess out of the picture. Is bordering on psycho almost. Yeah. That was well calculated. I put that more on Colt though. Because mm-hmm. that would have that would have been neutralized had he been upfront and honest. But the thing is, he's not because there is something there. Exactly. If it really was nothing, if it really was nothing, he would have brought that up at the beginning. He would have said, Oh, by the way, before we leave for Brazil, Vanessa is watching our pets. I know you fucking hate her. It really is nothing. I just wanted to be upfront. I don't want you to get mad. She's watching the cats from my mom. It's that simple, right? I know. Um, but, you know, when you're guilty and you're cheating and, you know, or whatever thing he has going on, side chick, whatever you want to call Vanessa, that's there. And that's why mm-hmm. he didn't mention it. And that's where all this drama manifests, right? Like that gave Debbie the end. That gave Debbie the end to take advantage of that and play the innocent mom that's just like, oh, she's the friend and blah, 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 whatever. I'm Team Jess. Jess, I got you. Team Jess over here. I'm totally Team Jess, too. That was kind of like a low-blow dick move, honestly, of Debbie. She knew exactly what she was doing, and she wanted to stir the pot, and guess what? It got stirred. I mean, Mm -hmm. what's going to be interesting is to kind of see the fight now between her and Colt, because I feel like during the Larissa season, you know, they kind of painted Larissa out to be this, like, crazy you know exotic brazilian woman who's very passionate who likes to yell and scream and fight and always pick on poor debbie and debbie kind of was painted out as almost like kind of a victim and Mm -hmm. colt was just like this mild-mannered you know unsuspecting innocent geek that got you know scammed by this hot brazilian girl so i'm really happy that like everything i kind of thought happened between larissa and colt and debbie round one is kind of coming to light you know like colt's a dick you know he's got like girls right and left he's Mm -hmm. he's like this undercover hoe you know as larissa Mm -hmm. kind of calls him and debbie's like the wingman you know what i mean and if debbie's not happy then nobody's happy so yeah i'm looking forward to that it's a double team and i'm starting to realize that now like you said and when it when they were first on the show she more played in the background and she was just, she was just someone there that was kind of victimized by Larissa. But the more we see, the more we see it is a team effort. It is Colt and Debbie. And then to put that in the context of when um, Larissa was in the picture, Larissa didn't stand a chance. Jess doesn't stand a chance at this point either. Right. Like they're, yeah. it's, a, it's a double team and there there's two, it's a two on one every single time and if that's what larissa had to put up with i feel pretty bad i have a name for their team it's the team uh, gaslight ah (laughs) it's funny that you said that because i also felt that way um absolutely they were trying to guilt trip jess for overreacting right he 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 tried to flip it 
when she reacted, he he tried to flip it and he, you know, he furrows his eyebrow and then he's all like, I'm starting to see Jess for who she really is. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, man, she's starting to see you for who you really are. Right, exactly. A lying cheater, you know, like she got this you. Is a completely normal reaction for someone to have when mm-hmm. you've been lying to them saying that you're you're not talking to this girl anymore, blah, 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 whatever lies he's he's told her and then she finds out that y'all are like besties and she's taking care of your cats like come on and i just didn't yeah when he tried to to flip that on her like yeah team gaslight for real that's crazy Fuck yeah shit. i have to say though i'm i'm team neither but i <laughs> i do have to point out that larissa's family's being very was being very classy with the the parting gifts, right to Debbie and Cole. Jess's family, right? Lare- yeah. Oh, sorry. Jess's family. Sorry. Jess's, fa- yeah. Jess's family. My bad. So yeah, that was a very classy move on their part. Even though you know they may not have started out on the right foot, but you know, I guess it's a cultural thing to give your guests a, a farewell gift, and I thought that was really classy of them. I'm gonna end this segment by saying there is a theory out there that. Colt is doing this whole dating exotic girls. I think the, the, the recent one we discover on social media is that he was dating a personal trainer from Mexico, which obviously didn't work out because she found out that he cheated. And, and look at uh, his body. So yeah, ex- that didn't work out. Yeah, exactly. Very telling there. But yeah, the theory is that Colt is doing this while keeping Vanessa as the chick that he goes home to, while having this other exotic girls as side chicks so that he can still continue with TLC. Yeah. So that's his gig. He's disgusting, dude. Yeah, because if you guys remember on 90 Days Self-Quarantine, he's unemployed. So I don't know if he has found a job yet, but this does sound very credible because why else would he continue pursuing women from overseas when clearly there are photos of him and Vanessa out Mm -hmm. and about. So he needs to stretch these 15 minutes right now. Exactly. Anyway, guys, guess what? Dolly Parton called and she won her rope back. <laughs> I didn't understand that. I laughed. I said, What's that about? I dude? laughed. I didn't get it though. <laughs> but it was funny when he said it. <laughs> oh my god, he was pissed, huh? He was he just like no, okay, like I I, I don't like, like the guy over but, the place. I don't like the guy, but I think it's hilarious when he freaks out when he like Wait, when he freaks out. Is he from Jersey? Because he talks with a lot of hand gestures. Yeah. I don't know where he's from, but he is hilarious when he's flipping out, man. Oh, gosh. He just looks like, yeah, like he's just freaking out. It's kind of funny to watch him, I agree. Why you was he packing his book? <laughs> Walking Can around in a robe like Dolly Parton. I'm like, like what is that, that mean? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't even understand that reference, honestly. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, and I, I grew up with Dolly Parton. I it was probably a movie where Dolly Parton was wearing a robe most of the time. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure I've seen an image of Dolly Parton wearing a rope. But again, I would never associate ropes with Dolly Parton. Exactly. Like, Listeners, if you know the reference, hit us up, man. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, please educate us. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Larissa was like kind of pissed talking to him and I loved how they were like closing the curtains and closing the windows so that the neighbors don't call the popo on them. <laughs> They're like, okay, let's close it and then let's fight. I thought that was kind of a, a she funny. She needs to though. I feel bad. Yeah. She's on eggshells, right? She is. Any oh small thing, she's afraid that, you know, the, what is it? Green card or whatever have you? Yeah, the green card that is. So I get it. Like, she has to hide everything. Like, everything is... Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no. You know, I I could put myself in Larissa's shoes and be super annoyed at what she heard about Natalie. Mm -hmm. But I can also put myself in Eddie Key's shoes and kind of, like, understand that, you know. Yeah, they broke up and they probably talked shit to each other. But guess what? They're trying again, like, a second time. Mm -hmm. So 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 whatever happened between the time they broke up and then the time they reconciled, it needs to be a wash. Like you can't keep digging up the past. Like I'm kind mm. of, I kind of feel him there. Wait, but hint, I'm, hint to Tim and Melissa. What's that? No, I say hint, hint to Tim and Melissa. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Well, that's different though. I think, I don't know. They um, were still together when he cheated. Yeah. They weren't, they didn't like officially <laughs> break up. That's why it was cheating. To yeah. your point though, to your point. No, I mean the, though, the whole point, the whole point about wash, because like, if you guys want to continue, right. why are we talking about this whole cheating thing right? continue, again and again? Yeah, exactly. because it's, it's like an infinite loop. Like, why totally. are we reminiscing this? Like, let's get over this hump and continue. Mm. Otherwise, break up, you know? Right. Totally. I'm totally. with you but, on that, Nadia. But I, I also feel like Larissa is like in a weird place. You know, she's like living with her ex-boyfriend that wasn't perfect. She did a bunch of, you know, procedures on herself, which I think screams insecurity as it is, right? I mean, that, that's how I view it. It could be different. I mean, my, that's my opinion. So I, I just, I feel like she's just in a really weird place. And I just feel like, you know, I, I, I can almost like feel her anxiety through the TV. Like yeah. she's got a bunch of anxiety. And then this whole Natalie text message thing, it kind of like set her off. And that was mm. an excuse. And I think there's just a lot more bubbling up under under her emotions and i and i I kind of feel the whole natalie thing was an excuse so yeah she's under a lot of pressure and to what you were saying earlier mariam um to play devil's advocate i i I am team larissa you know i i I think eric was out of line uh but it it was during while they were broken up and now they're together again so you know y'all should start with a clean slate but i get it i get that she's hurt that he would share intimate details about them and like talk about their sex life but he said it and i almost forgot until he said it she did say the sex was trash she did share that with her friends in someone's backyard and i think it was Mm -hmm. the pool scene yeah she said it on national tv and i remember seeing it when he said it i'm like okay yeah she did she did say that does that make them does that make them even then like tit for tat right? right so yeah she's like i can't believe you said this and you talked about our intimacy and stuff and then he just yeah I, I forgot how he worded it but he said yeah but you said i like sucked in bed or something like that and i was like oh shit she did say that yeah. so then i'm like oh i mean come on <laughs> totally call it even yeah she's also the one that that said Colt has a small peepee, so clearly she has no <laughs> issues talking she, about intimacy. Double standards, yes. Right. <laughs> like, come on, pot, meat, kettle. Um, you can't be saying that, yeah, I mean, come on. So, <laughs> you can't be saying that and then expect that same, like, 
courtesy to be afforded to you like right <laughs> um so according to larissa's instagram she's getting ready for a tummy tuck yep Just saw that throwing that out there guys mm-hmm. yeah i also want to throw something else out is that there was a recent drama between her and colt it turns out that colt tried to claim her as a dependent on his recent tax return what a dick. So. <laughs> right i'm and not that sure if was... that's legit because he, she was his wife but I'm guessing, I, again, I don't know the details here. Like, at what point does that stop, right? Can he mm-hmm. actually claim her as a dependent? Because in a way, he did support her. Because she wasn't earning an income. So I, right. I'm not sure if she had any right to be to freak out on that. I mean, yes, it, it did seem like a dick move. But hey, any chance to lower your tax, right? Mm. Yeah, I think I think the original freak out was because he said something like, like, keep my name out of your mouth or whatever. And she was like, I don't even talk about you. You're nothing to me. The only reason we even spoke was because you put me on your taxes and I needed to speak up about that. But other than that, like, I don't even talk about you. I'm done with you, blah, 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 blah. So I think she was also, you know, in defense mode because he was uh, obviously her name yeah. came out of his mouth. And she's like, nah, dude, you're a loser. I'm I'm over you. <laughs> like, I don't even talk about you. You're dust. Right. Right. So, yeah. So in closing, I just want to give a quick shout out to Brazilian Carmen. Who Yay, followed our Brazilian Instagram Carmen. account. Yeah, Brazilian <laughs> Carmen. Thank you for the follow. Thank you, Thank you for, for engaging like. with us. Yeah, that was cool. And uh Check out our post. If, if your friend don't hold you down like Carmen holds down Larissa, they ain't the one, man. You need new friends. Uh, that was really cool. You know, I liked it. That yeah. spoke to me when she was like that. It didn't matter that she didn't like Eric and that she kicked her out the house. When Larissa needed somebody to be in her corner, when Larissa needed somebody to talk to, her door was open. She was loving. She was like full of positive energy. We need that energy. You need that energy in your life. If, if, if your friends ain't like that, you need better friends. And right or Carmen die. came through. Carmen was 100, you know? Carmen yeah. was definitely, definitely ride or die, you know? And yeah. when, when the moment came, she was there. So mm-hmm. big ups uh, to Brazilian Carmen. Thank you for the follow. Y'all should follow her lead and follow us too if you're not following the account. But we appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> now you know. All right. <laughs> Moving on to Karini and Paul. Oh, Paul gosh, getting his mom too. to pay for his uh, dog food. Pathetic. Probably the lowest point of his life. <laughs> so yeah. he did get lower. We're going to cover the whole drama that went down last weekend between Paul and Karini on our Patreon. So watch out for that. But what do you guys have to say about this particular scene in this episode? I mean, he tricked his mom into meeting him so that she could buy him pet food. You know? <laughs> what it did uh, Yeah, it's, it's starting to become, what is it? Broken record, dead ho- beating a dead horse, whatever. It's him meeting his mom and his mom saying, dude, you need to get a life, get a job. You're not responsible. I mean, as, as much as I like to see that, at the same time, it's, it's not anything new, which is why it was exciting to see what was happening IRL. And again, we'll cover more of this um, on the Patreon, but a lot happened over the weekend. Very tumultuous stuff. Paul uh, is 
pretty open on Instagram and just likes to air out his dirty laundry. But there's a lot to get into. You know, obviously it wasn't aired. It's too recent. Uh, a lot more interesting stuff happened in real life uh, than on the show. The show was what it was, right? Uh, more of the same. Paul is, a, Paul is a deadbeat. His mom even called him that. And um, I don't know what else to say about that. My question is, why, do, why does he have dogs when he can barely put food in front of him <laughs> right, in his right. own damn mouth? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, ditch your pets, dude. Just eat your <laughs> wife and kids. I mean, like, Karini looks like she's, like, miserable, uh, okay? Mm-hmm. And she, like, gave him, like, the two-month ultimatum. Mm-hmm. And she's Reasonable. like, look, I think that's reasonable, you know, yeah. because in Brazil, she has her network. She has her support. She has her family to take care of her. And Paul promised this life, and Paul promised her this and that. And, you know, he's not really delivering on anything. It's just all talk right now. I think Paul and Andre are similar in that they fall back on these convenient excuses, right? Mm -hmm. Paul is saying, oh, I can't find a job. I'm unemployed because every time I apply, they see my felony. I can't get a job. So that's his excuse. No, dude, you're not trying, dude. Like, what have you actually applied to? Show me the receipts. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just a convenient circumstance same with andre like dude you are you are playing video games and sitting back on your ass and you're like oh americans are like this american women love to share their responsibilities bruh no you are not getting off of your ass and i feel sorry for libby i know we're circling back to libby and andre again but he does this a lot and i didn't mention it when we talked about him but he does this a lot he's like he puts it on libby and he's like didn't you want me to take care of the kids you know, blah, blah, blah. You, you were the one that thought this arrangement was the best way to go. So I need to be there. And that's the mm-hmm. reason I'm not working. Bruh, she's telling you find a job. She's, she's letting you know the situation is updated. Things are changed. You need to go get off your ass and find a job. But it's convenient for him to, to blame it on the children and to say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my part. I'm taking care of the kids. I'm being the stay-at-home dad like you wanted it to be. Why don't you tell your family that? Why don't you tell my family that? And it's just these convenient, it's a convenient excuse. And I think him and Paul, they keep that in their pocket so that they can continue to be lazy, right? Didn't um, Andre, I mean, wasn't he supposed to work with Libby's dad? And he just oh, he chose not to? to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He refused to, yeah. yeah. He's too good for that. Yeah. His friends did probe during that one scene where they were, they met at a bar or something and he did kind of let slip that, yeah, I'm not working. My wife is, you know, let my wife work while I stay home. And I think they made fun of him. Totally. So he knows that yeah. deep down he's a loser. He's just yeah. making excuses in his head. Yeah. But Libby wanted me to be the stay home dad because mm-hmm. it's, that's, the, that's what we agreed upon. So yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Lon. It's like yeah. these men, they're perpetuating these excuses, right? Right. And he is a citizen now. That's the reason this whole K-1 thing happens is once you get married, you get citizenship? Is, am, I, am, I, am I right about you, that? You're or? you get a green card. Oh, you get a green card. Yeah. So you can work or? You can work. Yeah. It's a green card you can. Yeah. With a <laughs> K-1, I think you cannot. There's limitation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is the baby is an excuse, just like his felony is an excuse. I get it. It's hard for a felon to get a job, but we haven't seen an episode yet where he's looking. Where's that episode? 
Where's that ancillary right, filling exactly. out applications and going to interviews, right? We saw that with who was who's the guy who's with the Thai chick? What's his name? David. David. David yeah. We yeah. see those episodes. I mean, I feel bad. I like to laugh at the guy, but I mean, we watch those episodes where he's trying. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he gets suited up or not, you know, puts on the tie and the jacket and he goes on an interview and they say, oh, you're too old for this or, oh, you don't have quite the experience. Like, okay, he's trying, you know, where are those episodes with Paul? So, yeah. yeah. Shall we move on to Kalani in Asuelu mm. <laughs> shopping in a Samoan mm. gift store, mm. even though they ain't got no money? <laughs> yeah. So, well, the money's going to magically appear, right? I don't think he gets it. He doesn't get it. I don't think he gets it. At all. Wow. He He doesn't get it. He thinks, I mean, I know money is shared, you know, when you're married and stuff, but she, I think she made a good point of saying, okay, well, where are we going to get the money? It's just going to appear out of nowhere, right? Like, and I don't know if he even understood it then. I think he got it a little bit, but I think he just thought she was being mean to him. I don't know. He's of this mentality that, you know, because Samoan men are the breadwinners. So he feels pressured to provide for his mom and sister, even though he knows he can't. Mm -hmm. Mathematically, he can't. You know, he just doesn't get that. If you were Kalani in that store, what would you have done? I would have I, told him this is your budget, right? That and, would, w- and walked out. Yeah, I would be like, "What is your budget? Spend using that budget, or like, what is your salary for this month? Okay, then you spend whatever. Mm. Don't touch our money." So y'all are too I, nice. I think that he's expecting for her parents to pick up the slack. Do you know what I mean? The financial responsibilities, mm. which which I'm sure they're doing. But if they're oh, over there God. providing for, you know, Kalani and their grandchildren, and then this guy's spending all of his yogurt tasting earnings <laughs> on his mom and his sister, I would be pissed off. Mm-hmm. Someone actually uh, had a theory that the mom, because remember we talked about why the mom asked for a thousand dollar, like why that number? I'm pretty sure the sister probably shares the same sentiments, I'm assuming, but is that they know that he's on this TV show and they kind of know how much they mm. get paid as a couple, mm-hmm. which is around that amount, right? $1,000 per episode. Mm. So that's why the mom's like, well, why don't you cut us a check? Because you're earning this much per episode. And I'm oh, pretty sure- Oh, he's like the superstar son. I right. see. He's like the TV, the TV boy. Right. right. So the mom's probably thinking like, well, I'm pretty sure that $1,000 somewhere, you guys have been on TV for like, what now, two season? I mean, that's not counting Pillow Talk. So this is like their third run on the 90 Day Fiancé franchise. So the mom's probably thinking like, yo, you're a celebrity now. Where's where's my money? (laughs) You know, show Mm -hmm. me the money. Yeah, Um, I I can see that. But if she was following the seasons, she could have also seen that, you know what? They're struggling. Nobody's working. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? They have two kids. Kids are expensive, guys. I'm serious. Like, diapers, diapers, like every month could be like a car payment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and they have two back to back. I don't know. I, I think I think it's super insensitive. Like they showed that preview for like next week. Oh when my god! That they makes actually, me sick. dude, that yeah. he, that rubs oh me the gosh. wrong way. That he, that preview, just too. that small four or five second snippet. I just was like, man, I had to scroll my eyes, bro. 
Yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> Santa. Like, are you Long, serious? I was scrolling too. I was, <laughs> yeah, so hard. I was super scrolling my eyes a lot yeah. too. <laughs> See, this is why I asked y'all. Are y'all are too nice because when I saw the tab was almost two hundred bucks, mm-hmm. I would have given him a choice. I'd have been like, look, it's it's either or. We can come there with cash or we can come there with gifts. You choose. Like, Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I thought. I'm not buying $200 worth of T-shirts and corned beef and then giving them money. Like, Yeah. Nah. <laughs> we just don't have that in our budget, dude. Like, It's one Agreed. or the other. So, you know so what that's kind of that's what I thought that they were doing. I thought, yeah. what, like, I thought that, okay, instead of $1,000 and just get some some gifts and, and call it a day. And then, you know, he brought up the cash again. And I was like, wait a minute, like both. That doesn't yeah. sound right. Right. I don't know. I, I think that um, for me personally, like if you're living in America, you should be asking for cash. Like I feel like if she wasn't Samoa and asked for cash, I think I, I would honestly understand her a little bit better, mm-hmm. but like in America, like at her age, I'm sure she's doing like, you know, her social security check every month and, what uh, other stuff so i'm sure she's fine she just she just comes across like i don't give a f i need money i need a thousand dollars like i don't really care about you i don't i don't care to know who your wife is i don't care to know who your kids are i don't care to understand your struggles or what your life's about just give me some cash yeah and i thought it was super rude and correct me if i'm wrong this is the Mm -hmm. same mom and sister that didn't make it to their wedding (gasps) So mm. remind I, me what I, happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that. I you know, catching up with the backstory and that's what I found out. And if I were Kalani, I would be like, this doesn't incentivize me to be nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be like like low totally. key hating on this <laughs> on this fact that they didn't make it to the wedding and they're mm. expecting a thousand dollars, like we're a bunch of walking ATMs. I know, I know. totally totally i mean that whole scene that they kind of previewed for us where she pretty much tells kalani to to shut up because i'm talking to my son yeah if if someone talked to me like that oh my god i probably would have broken everything on the table Uh, well first you you, know you you have to do the the very 90 day thing which is stand up and say i'm done right (laughs) (laughs) because everyone says i'm done and I would have broken everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's selfish. Exactly. What do you guys think about Asuelu sort of breaking down when he couldn't like visit his family on the same night that they landed in Washington? Was that too crybaby-ish or you know, was he valid to feel that way? Because he said something about, oh, they prepared everything mm. for us and we didn't show up. And I'm like, but you have two kids you know, that needs to go to sleep. Either you go by yourself or... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Right. Compromise. That wasn't a compromise. Compromise, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tired. I'm going to stay home with the kids. I get it. Like, your mom, like, probably prepared a feast then, like, cleaned the house and did all that stuff. Like, go go and do your thing. Mm-hmm. But for him to expect her to drag the kids to the mom's house, again, it's like, do you even know your children? And do you even, like, know their bedtime? And then you know, for her to kind of just be like, I got to go and do this thing with the kids. I'm sympathizing more with her only because I have two of my own kids. But I just think it's poor planning on, on his part, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he should have planned it better and set expectations ahead of time. Like my kids need to sleep. We'll see you the next day. Right. So already their relationship is starting off on the wrong foot because they're already annoyed. They probably like 
did this whole thing and they felt insulted that they didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know how Samoa is, but like in my culture, like back home, you know, like kids don't have bedtimes. They're up until two in the morning. Like, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, if there's people over, like our weddings end at three in the morning, like kids are all, all running around still. Like, so maybe like that's what they're thinking in their heads. Like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's only 10 o'clock. Like that, the night is young. Like bring them over. Let's have fun. Let's have dinner. Yeah. So I think there's definitely like a disconnect there, like culturally. I was going to say, I can totally relate to that because that's the same way in the Asian culture too. It's like, there, there's no bedtime for kids in Asian mm-hmm. culture. It's like, it's whenever they sleep. I noticed that in, in the Western world, like you put your kids to bed by six or by mm-hmm. eight, you know, or they have to eat at a certain time and then they get put to bed at a certain time. But so when I was watching that, I felt like, yeah, I'm on that mindset of like, well, I guess the kids can follow him. It's just that I'm pretty sure Kalani being the mom would have the last say, right? If she determines that the kids need to rest, they need to rest. They need to go to sleep. So they should have just Cause, cause she compromise. Does, yeah. Cause she does all the work for the kids. You know right. what I mean? So, so I, I get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad for him. He looked defeated. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, but yeah, he does. Yeah, defeated. he looked defeated because if it was me, even if the answer was no, I would have brought that point up. That was a good point, and he didn't bring that up, that they had already prepared and they were expecting it. Maybe he didn't, and, and they didn't air it. It was, you know, editing and stuff. But that was a good argument, you know, if somebody was like, we got to go. And, and I think that it, I would have made a strong argument like, they're expecting us. They already set up. They already set stuff up. They already did the rooms. There's food. You know, food yeah. is a big uh-huh. one. If yeah. they already cooked, yeah. and they already cooked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, to me, I, I don't know why it's funny. It's, it's funny, but like, it's true, right? It, maybe if they didn't cook, you'd be like, ah, oh, okay, we'll just see them tomorrow. Yeah. But then, you know, that's always a big thing. Oh, we, we already like cooked all this food and stuff. Yeah. How it turned to my, my wife, my girlfriend, and go, they already cooked for us. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be the decision maker yeah. right there. I would clinch it. Dude, so, it's like you know, homemade food. Who doesn't yeah, want homemade exactly. mom's cooking, you know? Like, so it's up yeah. to, you know, to the extent that they prepared. Uh, it's one of the, it's a sign of respect that if you went out of your way to accommodate us, that's the, least we can do is to show up even if for 10-15 minutes while the kids are crying and stuff to kind of say hi and maybe things will get better but if not then we'll leave but he was so defeated he didn't even he just said fucking annoying and then he <laughs> and I'm like why didn't you bring that up though you know he um I think he put up a small fight but he didn't bring up the fact that they had already um were expecting and they probably prepared and stuff so but trust me, two kids crying oh, will yeah. put you in the worst mood. One that you that puts you, me yeah, in a bad that mood. You don't, want, you don't want to see nobody, you know what I mean? And like that whole scene where the baby was just like in the car seat crying and she just had her arm over. She's patting trying, his face. Trying to soothe him. <laughs> yeah. I felt so bad, honestly. That is like one of the most stressful moments ever. Like uh-huh. because you, you can't get to your kid. Everyone's tired. Everyone's having a meltdown. And so honestly, like at that point, like, She's probably just like, fuck this shit. Like, I just want to put these kids to sleep, you know? Right. And, and right. I just, like, I call it a night for my own mental sanity. I, I think it would have been a bad idea, like, mm. for her to show up with the kids. I think that would have led to a huge escalation. Yeah. 
So speaking of defeated, I personally feel defeated because I try to exercise a lot and I try to eat right and I don't smoke. But goddamn, Angela is the healthy bitch. Oh my God, this bitch in her uterus. <laughs> I was like, it's like, okay, this is Angela. Michael, you got to take my health seriously. Also, Angela lights up a uh, Marlboro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. She'd be smoking that hardcore shit, too. I know. As well, she's getting a as cancer Actually, she's getting her cancer she's, results. I'm just I know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, looking at Angela, you would think, okay, high cholesterol. Right. You know, smoker's lung, like, all this stuff. But you know what? Like, I guess all that smoke helped her immune system. I know. She has a beautiful uterus, <laughs> it turns out. Is that what they said? <laughs> that's, that's what, what she, she said. She keeps saying. Oh, she said it. That's, I that's when you know doctor... life is not fair because, I, yeah. like, she drinks Coke, she smokes, you know. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she eats, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> she gets the best outcome. <laughs> I, I don't think that she's going to ever tote a baby for Michael. Mm. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to happen. So right now she got the green light that, you know what, there's no- nothing in there cancerous, but I can't imagine a world where there's, there's like an egg donor and then Michael's sperm and then inseminated in her. And then she carries, I don't know. I just can't see that. What I can see is Michael getting a green card and then, you know, finding some girl from Nigeria to come here and then leaving Angela. Like I could see that scenario working out, but yeah, I don't too. know. How about you guys? Can you imagine Angela and Michael actually having a kid? Because her window is, is closing yeah. her, and the and time is ticking hard. Angela would need someone to tote the baby. Like she would need to get a surrogate. For sure. I mean, I don't know how else she's going to tote the baby. Right. I don't see it happening, but this, this is w- which brings me to my question to y'all. Do you think that's fair then? Because a, a baby is important to either, to, to both parties, um, not necessarily Angela or Michael, but to, to anybody that's in a relationship, a, a baby is important. Do you think that's fair for her to put him in that position to like, you know, if I can't have a baby, you don't love me if you're going to leave me? Yeah. I mean, I think if the tables were turned and she wanted a baby from him, and he was unable to provide. I wouldn't say, "Oh, that's fucked up." That Angela's gonna leave him. She should stay with him. Mm-hmm. If a if a baby is something that you wanted or is, is is important to you, I don't think that's that. That was one of the very few things that I would say to give up for another human being, right? Like, my question to you guys is: Is Michael's priority to come to the U.S. or to have a kid? Because I think both. I think culturally, that's the expectation. Mm-hmm. Right. Culturally, it's like, okay, like the formula is you get married a year later, I need to see you with a kid. So, so yeah, so he's getting married and he's trying to go to, go to the US and he's trying to have a baby. Like he's trying to do it all, I think. I can see that. I think he's trying to get a green card. He's probably like what you said, Miriam, earlier. Like his priority is to get to the US and then figure out how he can have a baby you know, with someone else. Yeah. <gasps> Exactly. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. <laughs> so, damn. I mean, it, uh, the whole the, if the whole baby topic was not that big of a deal, then I don't think that Michael would have held on to it so hard, right? I do feel like he does want a baby. Like that mm-hmm. is something that's important to him, mm-hmm. and I think it's very much 
a culture thing. Like even his mom was just like talking about it off the bat, right? Like, okay, so when's the baby going to come? I can't wait to see you with the baby or whatever she was saying along those lines. Yeah. yeah. So I really do think in Michael's head, he's like, okay, I'm going to have a baby and go to America. So to what you kind of asked, Lon, is it fair? I don't think it is. Like the way she kind of like puts them in that position and then Mm -hmm. choose me, then that means you don't love me. Like, okay, your age is not a secret, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looking at her, she looks older, you know, with no offense to her. And she's not even like a healthy older woman, right? She's right. just a, just an unhealthy, chain-smoking American woman. So for her not to be able to carry a, a child is most likely their reality. So for her to kind of put him in that position, I thought it was kind of messed up, you know? To like penalize told, him for that too. Yeah, I yeah. always feel like, I always feel like Michael's like this dog and... Angela's holding like the green card over his head, like a piece of meat, right. like a little snack. Mm-hmm. Like yep. that's kind of like what their relationship comes across to me. Mm-hmm. And she's training him. She's conditioning him. She's pretty much manipulating it's like a him. form of gaslighting almost. Mm-hmm. Like it's Absolutely. Either, it's either you love me or if you love me, this is how it's going to be. Right. right? And, with, right. and with I don't Angela, cook. Like, exactly. You know, and all yeah. that stuff. So. Totally. Do what I say. You know, right. she needs, it's almost like, Michael's her her personal servant. I don't know. Yeah, and Maryam, I, hate you the, did, I hate the way she treats him. Yeah, Maryam, you did mention that this is a very unhealthy relationship too. Yeah, it's bordering on toxic. In it's fact, toxic I would say it's toxic. <laughs> it's totally right. toxic. It feels toxic to me. Mm. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, I know I've cycled through a lot of theories so far. There is a theory out there that Angela and Michael might be fake, and the reason support that claim is that FYI Angela has appeared on Maury and Trisha what but a, but a long time ago I a long time ago cl- yeah I saw, I saw the Maury clip up and it was it, it was it was a while ago yeah wait, 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 why though what was the Maury it's because clip of up? her daughter her daughter claims that her baby is someone oh was it one know? of those you are the father type yeah exactly. yeah yeah now that you mention it she does look familiar the daughter <laughs> yeah i think the, the reason why this theory exists is because people are trying to make the point that angela could have been a great actress because she has appeared in other reality right. tv shows I, I think in Angela's twisted mind, she thinks that this like young, attractive Nigerian man is like interested in her and like she's like in love with him. You know, she's been flying back and forth to Nigeria, leaving leaving her mom who's like on her deathbed for this guy. Like, I definitely think that the emotions are real on Angela's side. On Michael's side, I think that he is just saying whatever she needs to hear at this point, you know? Yeah. Michael season one, when we met him, was a very different person. Michael currently is the person that Angela needs him to be. And he's pretty much saying whatever he has to say to get married and get the bag, or in this case, the visa. Wow. Or the so green he has card. been groomed. I think that. he is. Damn. I think he is. I see that. Michael feels to me like a ticking time bomb. The second he gets that green card in his hand, he is just going to explode. And he's just going to like deuces. Exactly. (laughs) I was going to say, Michael, if you need help, blink twice. (laughs) Or wear yellow. Wear yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I just want to close out this happily ever after with uh, Tanya and Sinjin. 
even though I'm so not interested in their storyline altogether, I did reach out to one of our um, listeners um, slash, you know, follower uh, who goes by the handle Vegan Fatherhood because he's from Cape Town. So I asked him, hey, as someone from South Africa, how would you categorize someone like Sinjin? Like, where does he fit in society? Can he be seen as lazy? So basically asking you know, this person if Sinjin's behavior is acceptable in South Africa, and I'm pretty sure it is, but he has a very long reply that I would like to share with our listener, um, if you guys don't mind. So Yeah, bring it on, vegan fatherhood. Yeah. He said, uh, first of all, Sinjin's behavior would not be tolerated in South Africa. We do have high unemployment rates, but that is no excuse to just want to buy a house somewhere and just chill, quote unquote, as he puts it. He should get off his ass and find work. (laughs) So yes, he is definitely considered lazy. However, he does display a very common Cape Town attitude. Cape Townians are very relaxed and down-to-earth people. People from other parts of the country label us as more easygoing. Capetonians are very good at striking a work-life balance, and we have beautiful beaches and scenery to take in. One that is rather hard for Sinjin is that as an uneducated white male, and he's saying this because he's not sure if Sinjin has a college education, it would be extremely difficult for him to find a well-paying job. And that's because South Africa has a system called Black Economic Empowerment, sorry, maybe economic empowerment, which seeks to rectify the work and job disparity that was caused by apartheid. So this Black Economic Empowerment is there to offer people of color more opportunities to become white-collar workers like doctors, lawyers, CEO, vegan fatherhood. In fact, uh, recommend that we watch this documentary called Outside Men by Reggie Yates to learn more about uh, BEE. So, yeah. That's interesting. Thank you, you guys for sharing think? that. Yeah. I, I mean, already I, knew Sinjin. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> same. Same. <laughs> I had that judgment test. about him already. <laughs> yeah. I had that judgment about, about Sinjin already. Um, I mean, the, the bartenders that I know are bartenders that have other things going on in their lives. And it just doesn't seem like Sinjin is that kind of bartender where he's a bartender uh, to supplement uh, the rest of what he's got going on. I, to, I totally to agree. Like that, right? So, so in, if to me, Sinjin falls into the category of the other type of bartender, which usually is the alcoholic. Mm. So bartenders are usually alcoholics or these like super driven people that are just like, I got to make some quick money at hustling. And you'll so, see. Yeah. So, so yeah, I kind of feel like Sinjin's kind of like, yeah, this, uh, you know, down to earth, you know, I don't want to wear shoes type of guy. It's cool. My hair is long. I like to flip my hair, look like fucking He-Man and shit. Fine. I'll give it to you. You got great hair. Maybe he's born but, with it. <laughs> but Maybe it's Sinjin. But Sinjin, come on. You got to start working, you know, mm. come on. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram and I just sent him a message. So I hope he's not listening to me talking all this shit about him. <laughs> yeah. I think rather than try to control him, which is, which is not working. We see that like Tanya keeps trying to put these parameters around his behavior. 
I just think let him do what he does and then hit him with the I told you so. <laughs> right? I told you you were wrong. I told you you're proving to me that you cannot handle this. You're proving to me that, you know, um, everything I said, um, because I don't think he respects her opinion that way for her to be telling him what to do. So the best way to do it is to just show him that she's right. Right. (laughs) So, all right, go, go do what you got to do. And then when you come back and you're fucked up and then things don't work out the way you want them to tell him, like, this is where I, this is what I was trying to tell you. But yeah, it's more of the same for Sinjin and Tanya. So um, I I, I tend to tune out. Yeah. Sinjin's family seems super sweet though. I mean, his mom and his sister, they seem super cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's more of the same. Not much has changed here. It does feel like Tanya controls him a mm. lot. And oh my God, the way she sips her tea. <laughs> that was so mm. weird. He's just like watching her, yeah. He's too free-spirited. She yeah. seems like somebody who would be a free spirit until you see how free of a spirit Sinjin is. Oh yeah, too free. Um, yeah. I mean, she's free enough to, you know, go vacation somewhere and what, learn about soap. Or whatever. What did she do? Which That's doctor? Those, was it that? Yeah. Herbs herbal. and stuff? Yeah. Herbals and stuff. Yeah. Why isn't she doing that? That's weird. Why is she not doing that to her leg? <laughs> right. <laughs> Why is she going for therapy? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that it comes across Sinjin felt rushed to commit to mm-hmm. this relationship. Mm-hmm. Because Tanya has gaslighted him to thinking that she's on this tight timeline to start a family and it's almost like he's regretting it and I think we're going to see that in the upcoming episode I just feel bad for him because like you guys said he's free-spirited and yet he's trapped in this marriage and in the U.S. and he doesn't seem interested to to want to even plant any seeds in the U.S. you know yeah, he wants that. Yeah, and when you're that free spirited, like I, I don't think that you're really thinking that far ahead. You're just kind of like, I'm gonna go wherever the wind blows me. Exactly. And I, I don't think that Sinjin has strong ties to the U.S. because he grew up in a, you know, in South Africa, which you know seems like comparable. Okay, well, while happily ever after center around fights and family feuds, the other way has a lot of intense family meeting, starting with Tim, the human cheesesteak, and <laughs> Melissa's family. Uh, what can I say? Melissa's mom is super badass. Like, she's not taking any waterworks. Or right. Let's just say her heart is not melting just because a man just cried in front of her, which I think is good for her. Like, she sees right through him. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about him looking at Melissa's cooking like he's never tasted eggs? <laughs> I saw that too. He kept saying like, oh, like, you're oh cooking. Like, oh, this. And I'm like looking like what's she, what's she making that might be like so special? It yeah, was just, just some egg. scrambled eggs, dude. <laughs> what? You don't have a microwave at home? Come on. <laughs> Cheese stick. He comes across. So I just think, I just think he's probably a, a real person in that he's not used to having all these cameras and microphones. He's not, uh, he's not a TV guy, right? I don't think he knows how to act in front of a camera. Everything just seems 
forced. Like he didn't know how to be natural and, and have breakfast naturally with, uh, with my Lisa. So he's all just saying these things to cover up whatever anxieties he's experiencing, right? All oh, these eggs are so good, right? Like, oh, or whatever he's doing. He just kind of stuck up to her just because she's cooking breakfast that for too. them. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's, um, he's, he's in, in the doghouse, right? So yeah. that's why he's like tiptoeing and trying to like, you know, compliment her as much as possible. Yeah, recover mode or whatever they call that. Like, yeah. yeah he's... <laughs> but kind of going back to our other conversation about just like leaving the past, like where it is and moving forward, they really need to kind of have that conversation and both agree that in order for mm-hmm. us to kind of move on, you got, you have to kind of move on with this whole thing that happened i mean it was it's a big deal don't get me wrong but you know you're still with him right now right so clearly there is something about your actions that say i do forgive you because i'm here with you right right? like i can i can understand that she's hurt but if she really wants a future with this guy i think she kind of needs to make a decision yeah Yeah. and and i'm not saying it's an easy decision to make but I also don't think it's fair for Tim to be feeling so much guilt. Actually, I'm happy he's feeling guilty because that's definitely like a good sign of his character. Because um, if he didn't feel guilty, it'd be kind of weird. But again, we don't know if that's like all crocodile tears or if the, those emotions are sincere. But this whole like cheating thing being the big elephant in the room, they need to kind of resolve it and just kind of like talk about it head on. Otherwise, this elephant's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then there's not going to be any mm. more room for their relationship. You know what I yeah. mean? So I, I hope there's a resolution. They both seem really sweet. Like they actually seem like nice people. So I, I'm, I'm rooting for them. Yeah. It makes me wonder if this let me make up for it or this redemption story or whatever have you, is that it's a story. It's a narrative. It's, what makes them this couple on 90 day fiance, right? This is what they have to offer is that, right. that kind right. of story. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe there are people like us and they'd rather be doing something else. And then the producers were like, no, we kind of like this angle. And he's like, oh, fuck man, the world's yeah. going to just think that I'm a cheater. And that's, that's just what I'm about. Oh, well, you're going to get paid for it. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> that, I don't know. That, that, that might be it because, um, yeah, they're, they really are focusing on this part of it a lot. Um, it, you would it's think ca- it's have, kind of a big thing, though. It's a big it's thing. A big thing. It's a big no, thing. But it is I, a big thing. But if, if, the, if the ball is in her court, which is, I think, generally what we're trying to get to, is that look like if you are going to accept him and you are you're going to move on with this relationship, my Lisa, you need to forgive him and put it behind you rather than keep regurgitating it, right? Um, yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she seems really hurt though. Yeah. Like she seems like she's her. just really hurt. I don't blame her. Her feelings are completely understandable. And then same with her mom. Her mom feels like really hurt. Like, damn, like why did you have to do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I hope they can get past it, but at the same time, I also don't think it's fair for Tim, um, psychologically as a person, to be feeling so much guilt where he's like crying all all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I actually don't really know the timeline of like how long they're dating and then when he started cheating and how long he's been in the doghouse. But I, I don't, I don't think it's healthy. Yeah, Tim, that's why right? I say it can't be the same once 
once it's crossed that line. Because I also think she's going to keep this, keep it in her pocket and, yeah. and weaponize it every single time. Well, I think you're, you're hitting the nail on the head there, Lon, yeah. because what I interpret this whole situation as is Melissa making him go on an apology tour. Mm. You know, first dealing with the mom's reaction, right, to his betrayal. And then next episode is revealing yeah. this to her dad. So I think this is sort of her way of like, you know, if you're really serious about our relationship, I need you to do this for me. I need you mm. to go on this apology tour and to redeem yourself. And hopefully they'll get past that because I don't want to watch Tim cry mm-hmm. <laughs> for the next, I don't know how many more episodes there are in this season. I just want them to get past this because I, like you guys, I think they're a cute couple and I think they deserve to, you know, work through this and hopefully they're not another Corey and Evelyn because... Y'all, y'all think the, the tears are real? I think so because like you said, Lon, he's not, he's, he comes across as someone who doesn't know how to act on camera. So for him mm. to like cry on the spot, he's no actor. Like it's either He's, he's no Darcy. Right. He can <laughs> cry on like, you know... <laughs> oh Darcy still talking yeah. about Darcy <laughs> yeah he's not Darcy he's got nothing Darcy. on Darcy right <laughs> she's a you know undisputed queen yeah. of waterworks <laughs> speaking of waterworks another person that also is constantly on the verge of crying is Devin mm. what do you guys think of uh, you know, what she said, right? Which is that she felt like she was being scammed. And, you know, she wanted Jihoon to show her the money. What do you guys think about this whole situation? For me, like, the whole money thing was awkward, to say the least. Like, uh, like I, I get it. I get. I can understand what was going through her head after she explained it. Like, you know, it's it's like it's the gesture, but it's also three thousand U.S. dollars. You know what I mean? A lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, yeah. The fact that he, without hesitation, got Wait, up and like three thousand one. Oh, was it three thousand one? Yeah, which is probably a lot of money in in South Korea, but. I don't think it's 3,000 US, man. I don't think he Okay, but, but still, I think that's a lot for him. So for him to like get up without a question, drag his mom to an ATM machine, which I thought was kind of funny, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, withdraw the money and just hand it to her. I think, I think it just shows how bad he is with managing money. It just shows how disconnected he is to money and responsibility as a person. And it, it also showed to me that he actually does love her because he's like, look, I don't want her to leave. I don't want my kid to leave. I want, I want you to stay. I, I just don't think that he has like the life skills, right. To like work and manage and budget and write checks. Like I bet you doesn't know how to write a check. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I, I felt bad for him. That whole scene was just weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like Devin is just like, so sad all the time and she's just like playing this like little victim card understandably her situation is really tough mm-hmm. but okay you knew the guy you sort of dated him you had a child with him you spent time with him you left him because he was a certain way you came back because you thought he changed and guess what he didn't change so for you to stay with this guy is a mistake because he's not going to change and for you to leave and come back. It's like, I, I just feel it's like this like circular logic with them. Right. 
And she keeps thinking, okay, this time it's going to be different. He's going to change. But people don't change, I think, at the end of the day. So this relationship is going to go nowhere. It's just going to be more of the same. Mm. Oh, I'm still rooting for them. I, I think Jihoon's immature, but I think his heart's in the right place. And I think that was, that was fair. I think that was more than fair. Um, when you put into perspective what Devin had to give up and that Devin pretty much put everything, entrusted him with everything, right? She doesn't have a life to go back to. She can fall back on her family, but I think she really put all her eggs in one basket and risked it all to come to Korea to live with Jihoon. So um, I think it was, it was more than fair for her to give him another shot. And I think she said one month was um, how much time she'd give him to, to prove that he's serious about this. And it's, oh, I, don't, I don't know what he deserves. I wanted to say it's more than he deserves, but I mean, it seems like he is trying. You know, it seems like he is trying. So I, I'm rooting for them. I know that there were rumors that they were on the rocks and that they were going to break up. But I think I saw an article that her mom tried to clear it up and said, no, he's just not great on social media, but they're still together and, and they're okay. Actually, um, I was going to say Jihoon recently unfollowed Devin. Yeah. And with the caption, I'm done. I'm done. I know. Oh, I read that too. And I read Devin, that too. Yeah. And Devin is back in the U.S. In fact, she just started a, a crowdfunding thing, a Kickstarter, to get a boob job. Oh, no. She's asking for 4000 And at the time I read this, she's getting 125 So maybe it wasn't a good idea to give her that 3001 <laughs> She might use it for a boob job. Oh, anyway, no. She's one of those. She's Doesn't she very, have a patreon she might have a patreon because she did promise her donors to this boob job that she'll give them exclusive photos (sighs) so she as you know she models right she promised them like a photo shoot i guess with her new boobs if it happened so i don't really feel sorry for her anymore like at first i was like yeah poor Devin. like you know she's been lied to and i'm sure it hurts her a lot when jihoon said like he didn't take the marriage seriously because it's long distance. That was so immature. Wait, he said that? Yeah, Mm -hmm. he said that. That's why he, that's why she stood up and said, I don't want to ever talk to you anymore. And that's when, you know, I guess. Oh, I I remember that, but I didn't interpret it that way. It sounds different now. Yeah. I thought he he meant like it didn't, not that he didn't take the relationship serious, but it didn't feel like, yeah i don't know even then i don't i guess i downplayed it he felt like it wasn't serious because it was long distance but i think you can somehow like interpret that in almost the same way it's long distance so he didn't think that it exists or it's serious Mm -hmm. enough for him to take his fatherhood seriously and and lon Uh, maybe maybe when you saw that comment about the mom saying that they're still together maybe that was her kind of back paddling it's devin's mom she did say like they split up she commented some something along that line so maybe she's backpedaling because you know the tlc cop <laughs> social yeah. media cop probably i think like things happen behind the scenes mm-hmm. like he probably yeah. did that as a breakup kind of move right and then they and then after things cooled down a bit you know off social media off um away from the cameras they were like 
look, we got a good thing going here, guys. We just got to keep it up. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you guys break up now, we're going to, we're not going to see any more of this TLC money. We can't ride this wave. Right. Yeah. It's good for the baby. It's good for y'all. Let's do this. So like, or, I mean, I'm not going to roll or, that out. Or someone probably ping her and say, look, the show's still going and you're still under contract. So right. you need to that pretend too. that they're still together. So. That too. Man, TLC. <laughs> Gangster, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Our last couple is Ariana and Bini. <laughs> oh my and gosh. Gersha. Gersha. I was going to say, Gersha. dude, like, Gersha is awesome. Can't man. wait till this COVID shit is done so we can do some Gersha. Exactly. That was, was kind of cool. Yeah, that was cool. That raw meat, too. That was really cool. I don't I know actually, if I eat it in that chunk, but. I know. I, I really like the way that Ariel's mom allowed for the mm-hmm. Gersha to happen. And she was just like not freaking out or like, mm-hmm. you know, passing judgment at all. I thought that was like a really She's classy, classy. With She's every classy episode, woman. she proves how like cool and open-minded and how, mm-hmm. you know, just, yeah, she's ideal American, I would say. is like yeah, she's, someone who's yeah. not going and to other countries to bash and their cultures and to be disgusted at their foods. And I don't know. She's just really, she's really cool. She's, she's probably the coolest I've seen so far. far. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. But even though she's cool, Janice has thrown a lot of shade in this episode. Like she's poking. No, I don't. I think it's really cool that way too, because she's like, well, when uh, you're at home and he's out here dancing, (laughs) like she's trying to paint a reality to Ariella that she may not have, you know, may not have uh, thought about, right? So she's kind of like trying to give her the blind spot, right? Which Mm. is, hey, like you're going to be a mom. You're going to be at home with the baby. And this Mm -hmm. is your man's career. He's dancing with his ex-girlfriend, are you going to be okay with that? Is this right. the life that you Hold want? On. Not only are they dancing, but they are like dirty dancing, playing the drums on the booty dancing. <laughs> I mean, that is like some booty bongos. Shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, uh, okay, like, like they set the scene. Like, okay, they're gonna see him dance. So I was like, okay, like, what kind of dancing is it gonna be? Like, Ethiopian, African, Arabic. Like, I had all these different scenarios in my head. I was like, is it going to be like modern hip hop? Is it going to be like breakdancing? No, it's fucking like this random like couples dancing with a, I was just like, I was so confused. And if I was Ariella sitting right there and I saw this woman split her legs and then have like her coochie in my man's <laughs> face like that. Oh man, I would have just like, the whole world would have just turned red and I would have gone and that wasn't even the extent of it when he started playing piano across <laughs> her legs and then slapping her booty around like oh, oh yeah, what is you doing and she didn't his, his face his facial expression was just like yeah like i nailed that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nailed i it. used to nail that one. Oh <laughs> yeah that too so <laughs> but shouldn't she have like stood up and say like i'm done <laughs> right? or, or I would have started crying like there's only two options in that situation being in Ariella's shoes either you get up beat the girl's ass or you just sit and you just quietly cry with, have the tears run down your face like that's yeah. the fact that she was just like still cool 
I was like, damn, this girl's got a lot of patience. They were like, good. They were really good sports about it. And they still had the conversation, which made it even seem less trusting because that, that's when he mentioned the story about, oh, my ex-girlfriend didn't like it when I when I come home smelling like other women. So I had to try to erase lipstick off my shirt, you know, and they're like, oh, okay, lipstick. Well, lipstick. Lit, yeah. Lipstick. So what happens the next time that happens? Oh, I'm going to try to, what did he say? What was his answer? I'm going to try to, and they're like, no, don't lie about it. Lying he said something like he'll, he'll do a worse. better job at cleaning it faster or something. I'm like, dude, that's not the kind of reply oh, no. that, you know. And then, and then did you guys peep that shirt he changed into afterwards? I wasn't it, paying it, attention. It was like fucking just screaming gigolo all over it. Might as well just like. <laughs> was it know, a Fendi like, like his jacket? <laughs> it was like a fucking shiny acrylic metallic thing. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> The note I made was they they said something about, well, if that's the situation, he should quit the night job and help Ari raise the children at home. But then, like, I'm also thinking this is an income stream and they need the money. So you already know um, that he's got to bust his ass to make ends meet. So now we're going to eliminate an income stream I mean, obviously, I believe he should help raise the, the, um, his kid with, with Ari. That puts, puts things in a tighter predicament for him to quit his night job. Just my thought. Well, that's tough to put up with. You know, yeah. it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I could personally accept that. So good, good for her. <laughs> good for Ari? <laughs> good, yeah, good for Ari. To quit right? his job. <laughs> uh, How are they going to make ends meet, though? I mean, they could ask her family for some money the way everyone else does. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Everyone on uh, 90 Day well, Fiancé does. Right? Just ask the American family to support you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. She's going to have to do some cameos. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we should wrap up with our WTF moment. What would it be? Booty bongos for me. Booty bongo here too. <laughs> Got my vote. For me, I think it's Angela's test results, man. I mean, mm. what the fuck, yo? Like, yeah. how is she a healthy bitch? <laughs> it's what I want to know. <laughs> I do want to read one of our listeners' uh, WTF moment that she contributed. So Nita Mo said that her WTF moment was when Larissa and Eriki fought. And of course, the Dolly Parton reference was a, <laughs> was a LOL moment. And, and also she pointed out that Asuelu with, with the money and gift is, you know, obviously he's trying to buy love right. from his family, which is, you know, kind of sad. Definitely WTF. Yeah. And she also said that he's being a jerk for not worrying about his kids first after they were crying so much, uh, you know, on that long trip from, you know, the airport. Well, how would he know, right? Because he's a baby himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's a baby man. In closing, hey, I just wanted to thank everybody here for listening. Um, if you love the podcast, we'd love you to join our Patreon family. Every donation helps and gives you access to our discussions on a wide range of topics, not just 90 Day Fiance. You can also share, show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We don't get any kickbacks from it, but it is appreciated and really helps us out a lot. 
As always, please engage with us on Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. Shout out to Nita Mo. Thank you for that. Uh, we especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are every Sunday and Monday after the shows. We might even shout you out on the next episode. Love you guys. Be safe, everybody. Yep. Thank you for listening. And until next time, stay safe and stay healthy like Angela. <laughs> Bye, everybody. I am sad.